And welcome to Here We Stand. I'm your regular host, Kevin Annett, Eagle Strong Voice. It's February the 27th, and we are here as the voice of the Republic and the Resistance. We look at the big picture on the show, but we also never forget the small picture, the close-up picture of the men and women who are struggling on the ground and who have died in this struggle to bring enlightenment and justice to all of us. Today, we're going to do Another in the ongoing series of interviews I've done with Owen Lucas from our sister republic in England, and it's going to look at the big picture, the growing Russia-China alliance, which is not only sparking the counterattack by America and NATO in the Ukraine, but is masking the move by China to grab the entire northwest uh, coast of, of North America. And we've talked a bit about that in the past. We're going to be, in the interview, going into more detail of that and how it affects all of us in the ongoing struggle against the corporate COVID police state. But before we do that, I want to remind you all that 11 years ago to yesterday, my friend William Coombs of the Interior Salish Nation was murdered by arsenic poisoning at St. Paul's Catholic Hospital in downtown Vancouver, February 26, 2011. Before he was confined in St. Paul's Hospital by three Mounties, William was about to give his public testimony of his witnessing of the abduction of ten children from the Catholic Kamloops Residential School by Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip on October 10, 1964, ten children who were never seen again. And you can see more about that story at MurderByDecree.com and in a book I've written about that called Fallen, the Story of the Vancouver Four, which is listed at the MurderByDecree.com site. Because for years, William and I and a few others put our lives on the line for the truth, and we shared the kind of immortal love that only those in battle can have together. Because when I remember William, it isn't of his murder at St. Paul's Hospital, but I remember the day he overcame his fear and memory of torture at the hands of Catholic priests, and he helped us occupy a Holy Rosary Cathedral in downtown Vancouver and topple the oldest corporation on the planet. For we are reminded in 1 Corinthians 1 that God has chosen those who are nothing to bring to nothing that which is and to bring down the mighty from their thrones. And William Coombs embodied that through his life and his death. And the memory of those pure in heart among us who die for the rest of us is a light that will never go out, but only if others kindle the same light in themselves and risk their lives to bring forth life and to end tyranny. And so today we dedicate our program to William Arnold Coombs. I thank you. To look at the overview, China and Russia are the new power block in the world. And in a nutshell, what's going on is Russia is distracting America in the Ukraine. Well, China moves into North America in a big way. It's classic Sun Tzu. You divide and conquer your enemy. And um, the whole thing with Putin in the Ukraine is so contrived. I mean, it's obviously right. a distraction. Right. Yep. And because more than anything, China needs to grab the resources now of Canada. They're in an energy crisis. They need the liquid natural gas. And our understanding is that the reason Trudeau scurried out to the West Coast when the truckers arrived is he, they're setting up basically a puppet government uh, operating out of the West Coast. That's where the power base is. And Trudeau is, is doing that. They're using the whole COVID scare in Canada as a screen Behind, and a cover behind which they set up this puppet regime for the Chinese to basically allow them to grab the whole continent through the back door, through through Canada. And you've got to see everything in that light because it explains a lot, right? And so that's why our call now to people is you've got to move beyond protest to create an alternative in Canada, the Republic, 
and really everywhere the corporatocracy is facing us, right? Right. There's there's a much bigger picture than just this, you know, political uh, yeah. situation. I, I remember um, a quote from Henry the Fourth. I think it was, "Busy, giddy minds with foreign quarrels," and, and exactly what's going on. Look, look over Great there, quote. everybody at Ukraine. When there's a classic bait and switch pincer movement, right. as you're suggesting, yeah. that while everybody's you know looking over at Eastern Europe, around the back across the Pacific, comes the the real invasion threat, right? Well, now look at where all the money is. If you look at, uh, I was reading the Economist magazine last year, and it said, do you know two-thirds of the world's economic growth now is in the Indo-Pacific area? That's South Asia, like India, Pakistan, the Middle East, Southeast Asia. That's where all the money is is heading, and, you know, power follows the money. So why uh, people are even talking about the Ukraine, it, it's, you know, it's it's the degree to which China has penetrated the U.S. media, the political system, the economic powers. It's almost total now. Right. So right. Like everyone looking at the Ukraine. Right. All, all the infrastructure, all the groundwork is done. You know, you think about uh, information technology, you know, computers and phones and uh, Internet, Wi-Fi grids, this kind of thing. It's, it's right. all in place. Right? It's just, they're just waiting for the moment for it to become yeah. overt rather than covert, right? But because of the people that are now uh, waking up to it and, and there's a real understanding, you know, it seems to me that there is wildfire spread of truth, right, and, and really healthy understanding of, of the, the dire situation that we're in. It's, it's, right. getting, it's getting to that, you know, intense crescendo where, you know, I was listening to a, a, a really – big military guy i think he was canadian he might have been u.s but he, he was totally on it and and you know it, it, it makes me wonder whether the military aspects are going this is where we're at right it's, it's all about right you know, muscle okay right? so people have reached an understanding but it's like hitting the ceiling everywhere people are saying okay now what do we do now they don't have a model to work by and if you don't have a new idea you know a new republic and a new way to go about it the steam is dissipated and they fall back to the old models, which is, well, let's hope at the next election things will change. You know, they don't understand really what they're part of. There's, there's been a, uh, a counter-revolution, if you like, and we've got to create our own revolution and response. And that's why we say to people now, look, and in the no- notice we sent out, um, call town meetings, form local assemblies, pass your own laws, enforce them with your own sheriffs, keep the money in the community, stop paying taxes, and send delegates to a national convention where we set up a Congress and a Republic. I mean, this is the counter motion we need to create now because 10 years from now, that's what, what's going to make the difference. Not how many protests we held. Right. Yeah, sure. It needs, it needs a focus on a, on a, a direction. Yeah. Right? And, and right. but it, there's, there's a time limit, right? There's, there's time is of the essence. We, you know, we've got to get through the grassroots level to a, a much bigger, you know, if not national, continental, international way because of the, the potential, um, coordination of those against us, right? Yeah. Because it's all about jurisdiction. People don't realize that they've been in this faux jurisdiction from birth, right. you know, tacitly without them really realizing it. And so, you know, I think about my own personal scenario, realizing that and then realizing I had to get out of that and how to do that. You know, I probably had the the luxury or the leisure of, of that that not being too much time pressure on that. It could happen over a number of months, if not years. But actually, we, we need people to to do that fast, right? Right. And, well, it, it's, you know, we've talked about this a lot recently about we also need a long-term vision. Like, this is the worst tyranny that's ever happened to humanity. 
uh, because of the global and absolute nature of it. It's like um, Nazism on steroids, what's going on, right? It's, it's everything the Nazis pioneered, the permanent war economy, the big mega corporation, the corporatist fascist state. That's now on a global level. And this is not going to be overthrown overnight. It'll happen over generations. We have to equip people now to how to train our grandchildren to fight this battle. So, um, yeah, there's an urgency, but it's not going to result in anything in the short term. Like, for example, uh, in Ontario, I just got a call from a farmer. The government say came in and under the co- guise of COVID just stole his 75 horses. Okay, they just took them. They didn't even have a court order. They just took the horses. And he says, I need your help to get the horses back. And I called him up and I said, look, we're not going to get your horses back. They've got them. We don't have the power yet to do that. But you can learn from this so that next time you'll know what to do. So keep the long term. We can't win victories in the short term in that sense, but we can prepare people for the next battle. It's like we say in the whistleblower manual, everything, and in Sun Tzu, everything is preparing for the next battle, right? So, so that guy with the horses was hoping that you could you know, send a letter or do some communication chat right. with their agencies and come to some agreement like rational human beings. But he wasn't quite aware of the murderous criminality of those duplicitous forces who he's believed and trusted right. in for, for many, many years. Right. And, and so, you know, that, that's a real interesting psychological area where, whereby the, the people, you know, they, they want to apply to and request and, you know, petition agencies that they, they believe are going to have some morals and ethics about them. And, and that leap of, this is kind of what I was alluding to just a minute ago, that leap of uh, comprehension to the fact that they're psycho, psychopathic, psychotic killers on a, on a macro level is, is, a, is a huge leap, right? And, and Well, I but, think even that's true, but there's another the next step in that is to realize that we're part of the monster, that we created this ourselves. And that's why people automatically say to somebody else, get me out of this because they can't realize that they're part of it. And the way you get out of it is through your own unlocking right here. And then physically around you break out of the system. I mean, it's, it's reparations. When we stop paying taxes and keep it in the community, it's reparations we're doing for all the crimes our tax money did. Now we should hand it over to the people we've wronged. I mean, this is part of the, what a revolution is it's recorrect you know in the correcting the imbalance right yeah. sure and 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 that federal um flow of of money of energy right from we the people to our enemies our yeah. adversaries opponents yeah. criminals whatever you label you, you care to give them that's been going on for a long long time decades centuries whatever you know and so they've built yeah. up this uh power base this structure this um you know, massive of uh, defensive weaponry, right? And and so that is sort of there in stockpiles. So objective number one is sever that energetic field, right? So energetic flow, so that so that we're not fueling them at least. As Easier a said than done, right? Easier said than done because the first big roadblock is people's own lives, not just their thinking, but all of the ways that we're we're tied in. And the good thing about getting whacked is that it severs those really quick. Like, right. we don't willingly ever break out of a system, okay? Um, there, I don't know if you ever saw this play called Marat Saad about Jean-Paul Marat and the Marquis de Sade. It's a, it's a play about the, the French Revolution. And, and, um, and Jean-Paul Marat is saying to the Marquis, well, 
the reason the revolution is always defeated because everybody wants to bring something from the past, you know, um, and they want to hold on to something. And that's very true because um, <clears throat> you only detach. Like I'm in a position where I am now because everything I got broken asunder in my life. Just bang, bang, bang. All the plugs were flying out of my Neo. And I thought it was a disaster. And I went through a recovery period. And then I realized those were meant to break yeah. because now I can see clearly. Right. Um, it says that all through the Bible. I will take you into the promised land, says God, and then I will change you. I don't change you and then take you to the promised land. I get you the hell out of the old corruption first, and then you might be free to be changed inside, right? So that's what a revolution is. We're breaking, we're allowing our suffering, and, and I hope more people are attacked. I hope more farmers lose their horses. That's how they wake up. Otherwise, my job isn't to, okay, here's your horses back, now go back to sleep. Yeah. It's to, you know, say, yeah, build on your suffering. Use your suffering as a weapon to wake up more people and, and take on those bastards and break free of their, their tyranny and their slavery, right? It's, it's almost a cleansing process, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, a, it's a cold shower. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And nobody yeah, wants that. We'd rather have the you know, enjoyable sex rather than having to... <laughs> You know, well, but well, I mean, as you're saying, people, people want to rewind back to, you know, what's familiar. It's, it's, it's all about right. change is such a big thing, right? People don't like change. Right. And, and so they know what they know is familiar. And so they, they harp back to that. They, they, you know, nostalgically think about how good times were. Yeah, we all do it. We and all so, do it. Hey, but I mean, Kev, show me how to get back. The, the nature of reality is that everything always changes. It's in the universe. It's in our life. I'm dying as I speak. Okay. One day I won't be here at least my body, right? I'll, my words and spirit will continue to live on in other people the way I'm inspired by my ancestors and, and everything, you know, all the great examples we've had of what it means to be a free man or woman that who have come before us. But I mean, because everything changes, the idea that we can hold on to anything is an illusion. You can't hold on to anything. We're, we're in a continual process of change. And once we know that and we can die at any moment, then we are free to make every moment count. Right. And, and that's, you know, I've been disabled more by uh, hearing problems. I've got a kidney stone. I'm facing real physical assault these days, energetically in that. But I think, okay, all the more reason not to sit here in my despair. Oh, poor me. It's I need to make the next hour count. How can I best do that? Right. And that's the state of mind I'm in all the time. And it keeps me going. But people who are in that state, it's like Sun Tzu says in the war, you back your enemy into a corner and they become unbeatable because now they know we're going to die. Let's go for it. Let's put every moment and every atom we have into bringing down this beast. And they're creating a new army of revolutionaries as we speak by doing that, right? Right. Change is the only constant. But but like like you're saying, the the um the, the knowing of your enemy, that that seems to be what's uh you know happening. People are seeing at last the the sea monster has surfaced, uh the beast has yeah. come into the room or the elephants in the room and the doors click close behind. You know, all these expressions are, are coming in. And and the the awareness and the understanding and the communication as to what they're up against. I mean I'm just you know, I'm yeah. just reading all this stuff about uh, you know what's been going on in Ottawa and, and these universities, and, and everybody seems to be uh, you know talking about it. It's 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 absolutely everywhere, which which is a, a good and healthy thing. But if people are like you're saying, hoping to rewind, hey Kev, help me get back my old debt slavery world, you know that's that's just it's it's not an option, and and you don't want you, you don't want to help them do that because you've you've seen the promised land, so to speak. 
Well, and, and, you know, we're only addressing a minority of people right now who can wake up and willing to let go of the past. The majority won't. Uh, they won't even, they don't even understand what we're saying. Like, here's another example. I just had an email exchange this morning with, with a woman in, uh, in Canada, in central Canada. And she said, make me a sheriff and then I can move mountains. And I said, no, no, no. You've got to move mountains in yourself. And then we accredit you as a sheriff because we go to people who are proving in their action that they're free and they're part of the cutting edge, right? The, the tip of the spear. But she thought that if I hand her a badge, I say, okay, now you're a sheriff. Suddenly that empowers her. And again, it's your mind is focused on the external and not what's in here, right? And what we need to do. Classic Wizard of Oz, right? They're, they're walking along right. the yellow brick road <laughs> to go and get the certificates from the little guy behind the curtain because they want to believe in you know, the paperwork. I, I, I want to talk briefly about the Wizard of Oz. It's a really good example because people don't know that Frank Baum, who wrote Wizard of Oz, was a part of the what was called the populist party in America. Around uh, the early 20th century, the farmers and, and labor movement got together and they formed the only time in American history where it looked like a third party might take power. It's a massive popular movement. And his whole, it was a political tract. Or, you know, Hollywood turned it into this kid's tale, but it, the Wizard of Oz was written as a political statement because it had all these messages. He said, you guys are like the scarecrow. You have a brain, but you don't use it. You think you're stupid. You have a heart like the lion, but it, only when they were under pressure and had to fight the 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 the, the flying monkeys did right. they discover they had a heart, a brain, you know, and and courage, um, you know, and and that's the people. The people are like that, and it's through ad- adversity that they that sleeping giant in us wakes up. So it's a question of how we milk the present repression in a way that's going to help us go to the next step, not how do we run away from it and go back, like you say, to some kind of illusory safe normal, right? Yeah, I, I, I heard something on like that, that um, the Tin Man was industry, the workers of industry, and, and the, the Scarecrow was, was agriculture. Right. The farmers. Yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember right. who, who, who was the lion. I, I can't think of the lion. Was that intelligentsia, perhaps, academia? I, I don't, I don't know, it, it, but it's, it's – uh, you know, it's it's an amazing story because it's it's really so true, and it's proved out in every generation. So we're seeing that minority beginning to awaken, but the key now is to organize the minority. And we talk about that in, in well, in the different books we've put out, and that's the focus in the New Republic in Canada, in the Republic of Canada. Um, we want to train people to be local conveners, and they they help, you know, facilitate these assemblies and courts because the assembly really has to be a school where people learn what it means to be free through their own actions, their own experiences. Right. But you need a, a leadership to, to instigate that. And um, it's not like we're the organizers. People organize themselves once there's a catalyst, once there's an alternative shown. Right. And that's really the art of effectively creating an alternative here. Right. A new nation, you know, in the shell of the old that's coming down. And, and hell, you know, the, in China, they have no knowledge of common law, of, you know, their whole Mandarin, Confucian, Maoist tradition is you've got the godlike ruler. They tell you what to do and you go along and you've seen that played out in the COVID state everywhere. This is a Chinese creation. And I don't mean that in a racial or cultural sense. I mean, what they embody, their system, like Rome, like the Vatican is a very analogous system. That's why they're so cooperative these days, the Vatican and, and China. It's that old corporatist model that actually came out of Rome originally with the emperors. 
you have the godlike emperor and everybody goes along. And if you even challenge, that's why the truckers are being told by judges. If you, you're, uh, there's no bail for these trucker leaders that are, that are in prison to get to, to get bail. They have to admit that what they did was wrong. And I think the judge even said evil, you know, to protest is, is evil because you're challenging the, the God emperor. I mean, you know, th- this is the whole mentality they're in, in trying to impose. And so, you know, it's, 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 through that that we see well let's look at the real enemy here right right the mask has slipped right and so you you mentioned you know the people are looking for the catalyst there's there's plenty of catalysts that are are really evident now right and and so pulling that school together you know it's it's a school of philosophy right we're talking about you know um adults learning that it's your your essence and and your autonomy and your sovereignty isn't in a a slice of paper it's 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 in you it's in your heart right and it's well interestingly we we talk about uh you're talking about the, the collective hive mind of of the the communists um psychology but in a way that's sort of well, back to the the arrows the shafts of the arrow you know being unbreakable together what what we're we're looking to to do with the common law correct me if i'm wrong is is create that that strength that core that body of of a, a weight of numbers right right well it doesn't even take a lot of numbers historically um and the terms, you know, the words are very important. And when you say communist, it's really corporatist. It's accurate to say corporatist because it came out of that corporate tradition going out to Rome. Now, you know, the idea of communism, as, you know, people once said, well, Jesus was the first communist because a communist believes there's no classes. We share what we have. Everything is held collectively. That's not what goes on in China. That's the label they use. Just like, you know, they use democracy in the West. But show me a democracy, guys. Right. You know, show me a cooperative approach to the economy in China. It doesn't exist. Those are words by which they control their own masses, right? And, um, you know, so it's not it, – we've got to create new words for this. And it's almost like there's tyranny versus just the people ruling themselves cooperatively in a way that there's nobody over anybody else. I mean, that's – two different, totally different views of reality and, and governance, right? I, I find it fascinating that, um, you know, a, a bogey word is communism, you know, uh, repel the communism, repel the communism. But the word community is, you know, it has a completely different vibe to it. Right? It seems very healthy. But, but it's, it's the same it, basis. Yeah. It's the same, same word. Right. Common. Yeah. It's, it's just how you, how you energize words, right? It's a very interesting thing. Right. And, and yeah, so yeah. where you're making the, the connection between corporatization and communism, you know, on first re- response and reaction, it's like, hang on, no, no, they, those, those can't be, those are polar opposites. But in a way, they're, they're bodies of people where, where the individual is expected to cough up their essence and their sovereignty to that uh, group think, right, the, the herd mentality. Well, in the, in the kind of Russian experience, in the Stalinist tradition, that's what you did, right? But if you go back earlier and read the early writings, kind of the visionary. It's kind of like saying, well, what does Jesus Christ have to do with the, the medieval Inquisition? Well, nothing really, but they all it's all called Christian, right? Um, what does Joseph Stalin have to do with Karl Marx? Nothing really, but like Marx's vision was that when the people as a whole, the masses of people took power, they don't need the state anymore. His, his expression was every cook can govern because the, the consciousness level will be so high that yeah, the main concern is the collective, all people, but the individual never loses their identity within that. It was kind of a merger of Rousseau, you know, who's the ideologue of the French Revolution, and and Marx, who said, well, the economic, it's kind of like, okay, here's an example. In East Germany, I have friends who used to live there. 
All the rents were controlled. There was guaranteed income. There was guaranteed health. They had real economic freedom. You can't even imagine the West, but it was political tyranny. Whereas in the West, they've got all these political freedoms, but it's economic tyranny. Right. More and more big money. Okay, so why not take the best out of both systems and stick them together? Okay. And that's possible, right? But they're always brainwashing us that it isn't, right? That you got to choose one empire or the other, right? And, and, and is this where we are? We, we, we almost need to, to fuel imaginations with, mm-hmm. you know, what can be better with this paradigm shift, you know, with, with the, right. the, the big change that, you know, the revolution, whatever we want to call it. So, so from your, uh, your communique just now, now is the time to move beyond just protesting. The COVID mandates are only one scale on a bigger monster, a new global corporate dictatorship being imposed behind the cover of the COVID scare. So, so that uh, message to protesters, you know, applying to and appealing to and requesting and uh, asking those phony uh, leaders to make different decisions, pretty pleased with the cherry on top, you know, that, that's just got to go, right? Well, I mean, the people are learning that. It isn't even us telling them. We're articulating back to them what they already know from their own experience. But it's hard for people to admit that. I mean, often in, in protests and in movements, there's a lot of ego invested. So people say, no, it's got to be this way. And they show up, like we've talked about before, they show up with the blueprint and they stick to it because there's so much at stake. And when you're under the gun, you, you become very conservative, right? But that fits your enemy's agenda because they can then outmaneuver you. They can run rings around you because you're stuck on one path. Um, if you, it's it's like in that Battle of Britain movie. They're saying to the never fall, never fly in a straight line for 30 seconds or you're dead, right? And it's the same. You know, the the Luftwaffe will see and shoot you out of the sky. It's the same here. If you follow up the same tactic all the time, they'll they'll absorb you and wipe you out because they're bigger than you. The only thing you have to your advantage when you're when you're you're, you've got the numbers, but you've got less kind of formal power is your unpredictability and your ability to maneuver and your ability to think creatively. Like 90% of this is inspiration and 10% is routine, right? But we often have it the other way around, right? And so, like you say, come up with new language, new ways to evoke that spirit in all of us that will not have anything to do with oppression and, and regimentation, right? And when you're talking about predictability and, and you know, the, the key to it being unpredictable, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, yeah. it, it makes me think very much to um, curriculums and, and state education, right? Because because mm-hmm. that does create that, that uniformity of oh, yeah. uh, psychology right? and, and decision making, you know, movies, media, all this kind of thing. It sort of uh, funnels and filters individuals so that choices can be very predictable, right? Right. And thinking formalistically is the big enemy. And we're always taught to do that, of course, in in school, Uh, rather than relying on common sense. Uh, I remember this good example a teacher used. I was in a free school when I was in high school. And um, he read the story out about a teacher went into a classroom and said to the students, I want to measure how far it is from here we're on the third floor. I need to know down to the inch what the height is. How would we do that? So all these mathematical geniuses had an idea. Well, you get a, there was a, not a barometer, but there's some uh, altimeter, is it? You can get an instrument to determine how high up you are according to barometric pressure. And like, they all had these scientific solutions. And this one woman at the back put up her hand and said, I just go ask the janitor. 
because, I mean, he helped this janitor help build the building. So he'll know. He said, oh, yeah, just go ask somebody. I mean, so that common sense solution kind of and they're all caught up in their technical solutions and makes me think the, the so-called medical community. Right. Like here, right. here's a personal example. I got a two years ago almost. I started losing my hearing in my left ear. So I went to all these ear, nose, and throat doctors, and they said, oh, it had to be Meniere's disease, or, you know, they ran all these tests. Nothing would help. It turns out, I talked the other day with a, uh, a very down-to-earth doctor. He actually used to be an Army medic, so he's been on the front lines. He's seen a lot of things, and he has very strong common sense. He had to to survive. He said, no, you got a virus. And here you take this, it's a steroid, and it gets rid of the virus. Unfortunately, it's kind of late now. It's a year and a half later. You've probably lost hearing in your left ear as much as 50% because they didn't use common sense and said, what's the first thing it's likely to be? A virus. How do we treat a virus? It's more common than Meniere's or all these other, you know, things. So that common sense can save your life and can it should have saved my hearing. Maybe I don't know if I can recover it or not, but that's an example that, Always go to common sense solutions first, right? But we've lost that ability often. On, on, right. on the hearing one, it's it's one of the symptoms of uh, these EMF uh, injuries. Right. The, the, the tinnitus and hearing problems is, is a big one for this, uh, you know, this right. Wi-Fi 5G grid thing. Could be. COVID-19, the COVID-19 drug was developed through the medical murder of children here and in China, which is buying up, occupying and governing whole areas of Western Canada, thanks to the Foreign Investment Protection Act, FIPA, brought in by both Tory and Liberal governments. The regime in Ottawa is a lawless puppet regime run by China and its corporate allies that is attacking the lives and liberties of Canadians. It must be actively resisted by every patriot and lover of freedom. So you mentioned as well that there's... Uh, did you say arrests, but uh, there's activity action going on on the West Coast as all the tension is in Ottawa at the moment? Well, that's frankly, you know, the, the trucker convo was many things. And there are a lot of people on the ground who are contributing, who are, it was great what was happening. But where the instigation of it came from was very likely China, because what it did, everybody went east. The whole trucker convoy went from the West Coast, picked up people and ended up in Ottawa. Right at the same time, the thing that was happening in the Ukraine and the big power grab is happening in on the West Coast now to get the liquid natural gas. The native three different native uh, nations have signed deals providing over 50 billion dollars in oil and gas to China. The natives, the elites are doing it on behalf of China now. And China is setting up areas on the West Coast, especially on Prince Rupert and the ports that are self-governing. Enclaves. They're not under Canadian law. They're under Chinese or corporate law. They're under their own. Uh, they're self-governing. They're, they, they, so what Trudeau was doing with them is setting up, in effect, a, a Canadian puppet government um, to operate the economy and everything on China's behalf. And that's happening behind a big smokescreen of the, the repression of the truckers and the whole COVID regulations, which they're ramping up all the time, um, you know, unseen, but it's, it's everywhere. Um, and so it, it's all that um, that move, which is very easily predictable. Just read Sun Tzu because the Chinese are masters of of that technique. Right, yeah. right. They all they all know him, right? And and but it right. seems to me that 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 uh, traversing from the west to the east is 
almost an inversion of what it should be, right? Because, you know, the West Coast, you've got uh, Silicon Valley, you've got, as you're talking about, Prince Rupert and, and the LNG stuff heading across the Pacific, all the communications, Silicon Valley, California, then then uh, Seattle and the P- Puget Sounds, that's very strategic military naval uh, fortification, right? The whole of the West Coast, it, for me, seems far more valuable a strategic uh, position than anything D.C. Or, or Ottawa can can offer up. Oh, yeah. Well, that's D.C. and the East Coast is a remnant from the 20th century when there was the Anglo-American alliance, European-American alliance that supposedly defeated Hitler, which it didn't. But um, now the Pacific Rim, the Indo-Pacific Rim and the Pacific, that's the source of power in the world. And Canadians ignore that to their peril, right? And and so if if Canada, let's say, you know, things go well and – there's a, um, a grassroots revolution and everybody, you know, dismisses and cuts off the, the Canadian politicos and, and hierarchy all the way up to the crown, whatever, gets very healthy. North America unites. Let's, let's go, go with that one. It's, it's a really strong position because anything that China wants to impose on the world cannot happen without the fuel from North America. Right. So, so it's a, it's a super yeah. strong bargaining position, and and it could be a a, a real factor and, and force for peace. Because Canada, of yep, Canada's resources has been the fuel, uh, the fuel dump for the French, the British, the American, and now the Chinese empires. Uh, and it, the or the uh, a quarter of all the fresh water in the world is in Canada. Uh, uranium, most of the 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 rich uranium is found there, liquid natural gas, the oil and gas. China is now the biggest trading partner with Canada, not the Americans anymore, right? For the first time in a century, America is in Canada's main trading partner. So, um, you know, I mean, all of this indicates that's where the power is shifting. And, um, but, but they're operating, like I say, under this big smokescreen, and they're relying on people's um, inability to break from the whole dependency thinking, which prevents the development of a republic. Like, I mean, on the ground, we see people take go to a certain point and then they stop because they can't imagine that we can do it, right? The dependency is all about economics and, and just that side of things. Mm-hmm. The, the, the debt is so top-heavy that, that is, this is what the Great Reset's all about, right, is, is sort of sidestepping this massive debt that goes generations mm-hmm. into the future. And, and there, again, is another great opportunity, even though it's uh, tied in with a lot of uh, trepidation and risk, perhaps. But the, the overhaul and the, the overthrow of, of the economic system, you know, does just that. It, it, it pulls the rug from under the wool of, of the global cabal or cult or whatever you call them, and, and allows that um, – that lack of dependence uh, to naturally uh, flourish, right? Right. Okay, so we're not going to overthrow the economic system overnight. It's kind of like that scene in, you know, Monty Python, Life of Brian, where, where the Judean people's front guys are plotting in a, in a little house, and they say, okay, uh, our, our demands is we, we demand the total elimination of the Roman Empire next week, or we're going to execute Pilate's wife, right? It's- Get in through the underground heating system here. Up through in the main audience chamber here, and Pilate's wife's bedroom is here. Having grabbed his wife, we inform Pilate that she's in our custody, and forthwith issue our demands. Any questions? What exactly are the demands? We're giving Pilate two days to dismantle the entire apparatus of the Roman imperialist state, and if he doesn't agree immediately, we execute her. 
Cut a head off. Cut all the bits off. Send them back on the hour, every hour. Show them why not to be trifled with. And of course, we point out that they bear full responsibility when we chop her up and that we shall not submit to blackmail. No, no blackmail! They let us white the bastards. They take everything we had. And not just from us, from our fathers and from our fathers' fathers. And from our fathers' fathers' fathers. Yeah. And from our fathers' 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 fathers. You're all right, Sam. Don't labor the point. And what have they ever given us in return? Come on, all right. It's it's not like that. I'm not saying that's what you said, but but, but there's a natural tendency. Yeah. My point is, is that an economic crash can happen pretty quick, right? And, oh yeah, and, and, and with you for one, we're, 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 there's one on the cards, right? You're right. But the purpose of an economic crash—they're not accidental; they're deliberate. It's how the, the big units of capital consolidate and get even bigger. They drive out their little competitors. They drive them into the ground, reconsolidate. Each time it gets getting bigger. But then it reaches a critical mass where it's so big it can't operate anymore. And then there's a huge crash and nothing operates. And right. at that point, if you don't have the alternative in place, including a land base and your own means of governance and law and everything, what are you going to do? It's going to be total barbarism, even worse than it is now. Right? And, and I, I find it interesting that a lot of these dystopia films have, have convoys, you know, with, with, Crazy guys, you know, it's, it's interesting that the, the convoy situation k- kicks up when, when dystopia, you know, is knocking at the door, if you like. But, but you, right. it's, it's about belief systems as well, right? Because let, let's say you've got a, I don't know, a $10 note or something like that, right? You, you believe in the value of that oblong right. of, news, of paper until Where somebody says, oh, hang on, no, wait a minute, that's, that's, that's a forge. That, is, that isn't a twin. And all of a sudden, it isn't, you know, worth anything at all. And, and that sort of belief system, I, I've been thinking about it a lot recently with, with the, the prospect of, a, of an economic uh, collapse in, in that, well, what if you could communicate to everybody, well, we'll just keep going <laughs> without, without receiving any numbers you know, for what you're doing. And then it would, mm. it would sort of become much more efficient that, you know, a lot of these ridiculous, uh, irrelevant sort of abstract jobs, like, I don't know, insurance companies and this kind of thing would fall away. And, and people would only be putting their energy into the infrastructure that's really, really necessary for sustenance. Again, it's the right. and that requires That requires local governance. I mean, because, you know, self-governance doesn't happen above a certain size. It's just a reality. And that's why we start with local assemblies and, and build from there. That's the roots of a, of a true republic begins and ends there. So on a certain scale, you know, the idea of, of causing big change on a global scale, it never happens. Um, it, 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 the systems are decayed from the grassroots. They fall apart and the new ones arise. But, you know, we're in that, that historical period where there's an old system going down. There's a new one rising, right? We're at that juncture point. That's where change tends to happen in the little hole. But we're at a real disadvantage, frankly, because we haven't had an alternative in existence. We're kind of having to create it on the run right now, on the go. If there was a tradition, a revolutionary, a true revolutionary tradition that we could look to and draw on, but it's all being kind of eradicated and we have to reinvent it, right? It's like talking to natives, show me an indigenous person. Well, they like to pretend they are, but are they really indigenous? Did they know their language? Did they know traditions? No. But they like to. It's like you know, St. Patrick's Day. Everyone pretends they're Irish for a while, right? Okay. <laughs> 
but there's so much, you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. There's so much, like you're talking about the life of Brian. What have the Romans yeah. ever done for us, right? You know, there are a bunch of murdering, you know, psychopaths. Yeah. But in fact, there's right. there's a lot of infrastructure and, you know, aspects to what the Romans have done for us that is is worth hanging on to. And it's just that, you know, that, that, that flip, if you like, of, right. of away from. That's the question. Yeah. So let's, let's That's go back. No, I just want to mention, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, people see change in terms of adjusting so they can hold on to the old rather than creating something totally new because you have to start by imagining something totally new, right? So people always think in those terms, well, the system has given me this. You know, the Romans have built aqueducts and (laughs) wine and sewers. You know, remember what the place used to smell like? Yeah. What have the Romans ever done for us? The aqueduct? What? The aqueduct? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did give us that. That's true, yeah. And the sanitation. Oh, yeah, the sanitation, Reg. Remember what the city used to be like? Yeah, all right, I'll grant you, the aqueduct and the sanitation are two things the Romans have done. And the roads? Well, yeah, obviously the roads. I mean, the roads go without sand, don't they? But apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation? Medicine? Education. Yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. And the wine? Yeah, yeah, that's something we'd really miss, Reg, if the Romans left. <laughs> Public baths. And it's safe to walk in the streets at night now, Reg. Yeah, they certainly know how to keep order. Let's face it, the only ones who could in a place like this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's the dilemma of a revolutionary, because you can always point to uh, benefits in the old system. And that's why revolutionaries tend to be condemned as these dogmatists, like Sam Adams, okay, the Boston Massacre. These terrible British, they're just massacring our people. That's not what happened. The British were defending their lives because a, a mob was trying to kill them with rocks. And, and one guy shot you know, to defend himself. And then they, they, John Adams got them, all the British officers and soldiers off. He proved that they were provoked by the crowd. But the, the Patriots said, no, they were slaughtered. The Americans still to this day thought the British massacred all these people, and they didn't. But you have to make your enemy 100% bad and you 100% good. That's right. the only thing that gets people to change. And so lies are part of the whole system of political propaganda whenever you operate. I'm, and that's the hard reality, right? Uh, the, the, the strap line for the movie Platoon, the, the first casualty of war is truth, right? Propaganda. Right. right. And everyone does it. That's the thing. Never portray yourself as all pure, you know, which is ridiculous. Our motives, our intentions, our dream may be pure, but the methods you use in the world reflect your adversary. Everybody does it. That's the unfortunate truth, right? Yeah. Back to your, uh, your publication, your communicate here is how you can mount such resistance and replace the criminal regime in ottawa number one in your community hold a town meeting and by the will of the people establish a permanent citizens assembly to replace the criminal crown system of canada and its unaccountable parliaments and courts number two in your assembly and in your own common law courts pass local laws and enforce them with your own sheriffs including laws abolishing COVID measures, and keeping federal tax money in your community. Number three, to defend yourselves, your assembly and court 
and your community form a local citizen's militia under the jurisdiction of your assembly. Number four, in your assembly, elect delegates to a national constitutional convention that will establish a republic and a national congress, a government of, by, and for all the people. The convention is planned for July the 1st to the 4th this year, 2022. That's right. Well, and that's, you mentioned earlier about building this internationally too and having alliances. There's people in nine countries who want to be part of that linked so that they hold their own conventions, like in England, other places, people can make that step. It, it isn't just against the crown, like in Canada and England, but it's breaking from a cool corporatocracy and setting up common law, self-governing republics. So that's the goal. And, um, you know, it's what we're actively working on right now. One of the interesting things this week, I've been looking at a lot of child protection stuff, uh, this particular example is over here, but, you know, these, these groups are coming together now and, and they're really trying to push the docket, get on the front foot, you know, make some waves, whatever phrase you like to use. And, and they're, they're, they're being profiled, they're being, um, you know, packaged up as because they're opposing state and government um, agencies. Yeah. Then you know the the word terrorist pops up, right? So so number number three, you're on here to defend yourselves, your assembly and court, and your community. Form a local citizens militia under the jurisdiction of your assembly. The uh, you know lo- the first casualty yeah. war is truth, right? Propaganda. The the likelihood is is that a militia, in inverted commas, is a terrorist cell. You know, from a well, I never world. worry about I never worry about the names they call us uh, <laughs> because of course they're going to call names. They, you know, but. Here's the thing. Common law, natural law, the basic right of self-defense is a natural right. We have the right to defend ourselves. Somebody comes for a child, we defend ourselves by any means necessary. An animal will fight to the death and kill to defend their young. Why wouldn't a human being? Okay, so it, the militia is, and if you look in the U.S. Constitution, the right to bear arms in the Constitution, a constitutional right that Congress cannot revoke, it's not about some guy going out and buying a gun. It's a in that, it says the right of the community to have a militia. So that is to, all the people take responsibility for defending the community. You don't have police and army. You have we the people armed. That's not terrorism. It's the opposite. It's people yep. governing themselves to prevent terrorism by a few, which is what state terrorism is all about, right? It's, it's the smear campaign, right? And, and we spoke about uh, Wizard of Oz earlier on. And, and you know, another classic yeah. uh, phrase from that film is, is the, the flying monkeys, right? Where, where the Wicked Witch sends out her, her minions. And the, the, the phrase flying monkeys is, is apathetic, um, you know, hypnotized drones, if you like, that are doing the bidding of that sort of hub of authority uh, that seems to be falling away fast. You know, there seems to be a lot of battlefronts that are cropping up. The, the media is one that I think they are crumbling, it's crumbling fast. You know, there's so much of the... Um, of the mainstream media is is being seen for what it is then the 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 child abuse aspect that's really catching fire you know everybody seems to be aware even if it's just from the covid situation about the the persecution the vulnerability the uh the abuse and the assault on, on childhood that's going on and, and also um you know in conjunction with the covid thing the um the the need for different uh Political infrastructure. See, I am. I'm not even sure that we need politics. What we need is is good assemblies and good 
common law courts because right. um, oh, yeah. the, the political situation it, it's it's just a, a ring fenced jurisdiction of acts and right. legalities right that, that sort of it's substitutes like, for for natural liberty and natural law yeah it's like what Karl Marx said the state must wither away he wasn't in favor of a big state he said the states go to wither away which it happens the more people that are empowered the less you need the state but that only happens through local governance and people take a responsibility and um you know i mean it's it, it's pretty co- it, again common sense right and to to uh, we're getting close to to the hour yeah in in uh, we hear reports that that the truckers convoy is is now sort of fading a bit but it's moving to quebec oh, yeah. city toronto this kind of thing can, can we have an update the current affairs update um it's 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 as a national movement it's dissolved okay. uh people got scared they've got tamara lich and the other two leaders are in jail and they're going to rot in jail for a number of years i'm sure as an example um and don't forget it's all about scaring and that's why all the stuff in the media about child rape and trafficking that serves the system because it keeps everybody terrified oh could be my child next so you know at first they were threatened by us talking about child trafficking now they embrace it because it's a tool psychologically to keep everybody afraid just like keeping them in jail but so the 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 convoy is is disintegrated into local little movements and uh america in america they're starting a, a convoy movement and everything but again it's it's uh the same one-dimensional thinking that we're going to go drive around and protest and that'll achieve something, which it won't. It will unite people on the ground and give you a momentary sense of hope. I'm doing something, right? But then that'll, like water in the desert, it'll vanish and people feel more discouraged when they don't see an alternative that's permanent, that's being built up. And that's why we say build a republic, say, okay, be a delegate to the Congress, you know, in July, build up Keep the money. Defund the corporate state. Keep your money in the community. That's the most powerful thing people can do, and get their town council to do that, right? Interesting that you, you say that they're still hoping to use the, the state's mechanisms to to keep the, the fear going. So, you know, Trudeau's rolled back the Emergency Act. He, he, he started up and then he rolled it back right so he's clearly worried or frightened about the the pressure coming from the grassroots base of the pyramid with the people and so he's nervously backtracked retreated on that one but at the well, same I think time that's more... sorry well in, in well, conjunction I... with that 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 would make me think yeah. that oh the people are thinking oh well you know he's, he's wishy-washy making flip-flop decisions you know he doesn't know where he's going this way or that way so they're losing their credibility the the sense of of authority uh across the globe it seems uh, mm. because because the people are, are pushing back and and there's a there's a real um you know momentum the, the dam seems well, to they're burst. Embracing it. Oh, okay but here's the thing um it's not because of people pushing back that they you know again go back to sun tzu what do you do torture method soft cop hard cop you put pressure on people then take it off put pressure on people then take it off Give hope, take it away, okay? And you break down people psychologically that way. So a week from now, they'll bring back the emergency powers and go, oh, God, I thought it was over. Now it's back. Oh, God. And then people give up hope. For people who are not aware of themselves in the bigger situation, that happens very easily. So that's part of just the usual MO, uh, MO of how you operate as a as a, a power, right? Um, but the what 
is happening in the course of that is we're showing they're showing how dependent government systems are in Canada. They always have been. They're dependent on their foreign power, you know, French, English, American, now China. Trudeau has to run to get orders from Beijing before he makes the next step. And and that the more that's exposed, the more people realize, well, this is a patriotic strip. This guy's an out-and-out trader working for a foreign power. On that basis, soldiers and police are saying, well, hell, I'm not going to defend that. So they're running a risk by doing that, right? But they have no choice. They're a client state of an empire. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's a high-risk strategy. And and you think about, you know, just from a, a domestic, like a, a parent situation, if you've got a parent that isn't consistent, then you, you, you're a lot less likely to take any, you know, uh, to put to listen to them you know they're they're not really going to be uh claiming that that sort of high ground of of uh respect right. for leadership if they they're hypocrites right yeah they have to appear infallible you know um because when you people rule through legitimacy not through force uh force the use of force is a sign of your weakness they you have to be legitimate in the minds of the ones you rule Okay, and as soon as you lose legitimacy, that's when power dissipates, right? So you can't. You always have to appear right, you know, and never admit a mistake. That's what Machiavelli says in The Prince: never admit a mistake, right? I've never did anything wrong. It's like Nixon uh, when Nixon was being facing impeachment. He said, "If the president does something, it can never be wrong," right? Like Trump thinks in the same way. The imperial presidency, the emperor is never wrong. The Pope is never wrong. He's infallible sitting there on his throne, right? You know, I mean, that's pride. how the corporatist mindset works. Pride comes before a fall, they say, don't they? Right. <laughs> yep. Okay, just to Always. finish the uh, last paragraph. Yeah. Our republic is building these assemblies and courts in all six regions of Canada. Our regional conveners can help you to take these steps and reclaim our country wherever you live. Let us join hands now and stop the COVID dictatorship by taking power into our own hands in a new sovereign Republic of Liberty. Republic of Canada.org, uh, murderbydecree.com. And uh, you write to uh, Republic of Canada, gmail.com for people listening. So yeah, onward. It's, it's, it's perfect timing. It's, it's, it's there to catch people that are parachuting out of, of the old regime, right? Yeah, so this is like uh, exciting times, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, in summary, we could say we're seeing history playing itself out, but always in a new way. There's never any set thing that always keeps recurring. There's always, it's like in nature, there's infinite possibility of new combinations and diversity. We just have to move like nature does in a fluid way and not in old mindsets. And with the goal in mind, you know, the cooperative liberating goal in mind. For all of humanity, right? Yeah. Live in the now. Stay uh, unpredictable and fluid. And revolution is its own justification. When people say, by what right are you overthrowing the system? You say, well, because we have that right inherently as human beings. Right? Yeah. Just a a little plug before we close, Kev. Um, I'm putting together uh, a a specific section on my website. I'll put a link here, uh, 
commonlawassembly.co.uk, but for uh, alienated parents, so parents such as you and I who have had the state uh, sever their relationship and worse with their children, I'm really trying to pull together a a common law tribe uh, under under that label. So it would be great to to have anybody on board who's who's of that. That's excellent. I'm glad to hear you say that, brother, because uh, not only is it needed, but the fracturing of the family and the belittling of the role of the male is part of the whole corporatist agenda because the male traditionally is the in native cultures. They're the shaman. They, they, the woman is focused inward. The man is focused outward and he's the protector. He's the guardian. He's the visionary who sees what's coming. If you take that out, people don't have their eyes anymore. And that's nature speaking. That's natural law. So, you know, we've got to overcome that false division. Family courts are so evil, the way they pit man against woman. And, and who's the, the one who suffers? The children. They grow up in a fractured way, right, which is what corporatocracy needs, fractured children. Well, you see it everywhere. The, 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 children, the child is the target. And, and so what they've done is, is they've created a gender war, you know, media, soap operas, whatever. And they've I've created this consternation between the two parents, you know, as much as they can. Right. It's all psycholo- yep. sophisticated psychology. Right? And then they, yep. they divide the family. They almost wed the mother to the state. You know, she does the state does the providing right for the family then instead of the, well, the, the man. In the corporate system, that's why in the family court they say you are now the custodial or the non-custodial parent. You're a custodian. That's They're not your own flesh and blood. You're taking care of them on behalf of the state because they were registered with the state at the time of birth. They're seen as the, the children of the state, not of you. So that's another reason why people need to break ties and reclaim their own children in a new sovereign common law jurisdiction. Yeah. Excellent work, brother. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming on. It's coming on. It's be, it's yeah, good. And, and I think, you know, because of the, the, the numbers of victims of, of these family courts, don't want to call them family yeah. courts, of these kangaroo courts, that, yeah. you know, potentially there's there's a huge, huge multitude of, of, of people that can, you know, create that power base, right? Do you, do you want to give your website again? So I'm going to play this on my show on Sunday. So. Sure, I'll, I'll put it on, on, underneath as a graphic, but it's um, commonlawassembly.co.uk. Okay, good stuff. I'll, I'll put a link, and and then you go to the page. It's erased parents is is the the page I've okay. called it. But I'll I'll, I'll put a link underneath. Thanks, brother. BBS Radio TV. We stop all the squawking and get to some good talking. <laughs>